Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday here on August 14th. It's your host today, Francisco Rojas. As the Phils, they lose a series here. They lose a series. They've been hot, but... You know, you can't win every single series. Minnesota isn't a terrible team. I know uh, technically they are, aren't they the leaders in the AL Central? Yeah, they're the leaders in the AL Central. I know it's a horrible division, but it's not like Minnesota's, just because it's a horrible division doesn't mean they're a bad team. Got some, that we, we saw this weekend, Minnesota has some great pitching. Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, uh, you know, did some work against the Phils this weekend. And uh, the Phils... Sitting here at 64 and 54. I mean, excuse me, 65 and 54. We don't care about the National League East. We know the Braves have that. Um, but they still have the possession of the first wild card spot. Uh, and the Giants did win yesterday. And we'll get to your updates on some scores around the league and everything like that. Uh, the Giants did win yesterday over Texas 3-2. to two. Um, But the Phils, again, sole possession of that first wild card spot right now, and I expect them to be there at the end of the year this year. Uh, and we're gonna get well, uh, well, that, that's yeah. That this team's gonna have that first wild card spot. I believe they're gonna have to work for it. Look, just because they have it right now doesn't mean they're not gonna have to work for it. But so look, normal show today. We'll get to the key moments recap, game takeaways, series takeaways after the weekend against Minnesota. Get to around the league uh, scores and standings. Preview a two-game set Phil's have off tonight, or today and tonight. Um, and we'll have a two-game set against Toronto uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then we'll get to some news and notes, have a have a bunch to... I think this is the most news and notes I've had to update you guys on uh, this year so far. So again, simple show today. Um, so we'll, we'll recap the series and game from yesterday against Minnesota, and then preview uh, the series against Toronto. Toronto's a a pretty decent team over there uh, in the, the the American League East. So, again, Phils are off today. Uh, so, recap from yesterday. Phils do lose this game 3 to nothing. Not a lot of offense, just like it was in, uh, on Saturday. Even less offense yesterday. So, top of the first, Jordan Luplo uh, hits a solo homer off of uh, Ranger Suarez um, to get it started for Minnesota. Um, fast forward to top of the third. Jorge Polanco uh, with an RBI single uh, to make it 2-0 uh, the Twins. Bottom of the seventh, four innings later, there wasn't, again, there weren't a lot of uh, you know key moments from this game, but the ones that are, big one from this game, Alec Bohm strikes out with bases loaded. 
spikes his bat and gets thrown out of the game. Look, it was we'll get to it. It was not a good call. It was not a good call. But Boom gets uh Boom gets rung up, gets ejected, gets really rung up. Um, and that was probably much the moment of the game if you're a Phil's fan. And then top of the ninth, uh Jorge Polanco again, RBI single. Uh and it was a three nothing ball. That's all Minnesota would need. That's all Minnesota would need from Luplau's home run because the Twins can't win this game three nothing. Bottom of the ninth, Garrett Stubbs lines into a double play to end the game, and the Twinkies win the game and the series um, by a score of three nothing yesterday. They take two of three from the Phils. After I was at the game on Friday night, I saw Johan Rojas's first career home run, which was off a position player, but he hit it, and uh, here we are. Uh, they did win that game 13 to two, but Phil's failed to do, uh, um, anything, uh, against really Pablo Lopez and, uh, Sonny Gray as the Phil's lose this game three, nothing. So first takeaway from this game, uh, good start from Ranger and Ranger has been good lately. Ranger has been good. This is the Ranger Suarez that we want. Again, he's your three or your four, um, as Taiwan Walker, I guess needs extra rest because he can't get through to August uh, because his velocity is down like three or four miles per hour. We're going to get into that. Um, but um, it's good, good, good from Rangers. Last three starts, three, four starts have been good. And this is what you want from Rangers. Six, six and a third, six hits, two earned, three walks, eight strikeouts on the day against Minnesota. And uh, so Ranger, this is what you want from, again, from your third or fourth starter in this rotation. We want more of this consistency from Ranger going forward um, the rest of the year. And I know they have the six-man rotation, and we're going to get into that in my series takeaways. Um, but for Ranger, uh, important. Important to have a good start. He has five earned runs in his last just over 18 innings. I think that's through uh, his last three starts. So that's that's exactly what you want from Ranger. And you want that confidence um, going uh, you know, hopefully into the postseason um, from Ranger, wherever he's, if he's going to be in the bullpen, um, in the, or he's going to be the opener or be a starter. We're, we're, regardless, you want that confidence from Ranger. Um, but I think we all, I think we all have confidence in Ranger just because of the way he carries himself and whatnot. I know that's not everything. You just have to pitch well, but you know, uh, confidence on the mound is super important. I mean, any, any pitcher will tell you that I was not a pitcher, but any pitcher will tell you, you know, if you don't have the confidence on the mound, if you don't feel good about yourself like you don't have a chance you're already losing um second takeaway uh bats quiet today or bats quiet yesterday excuse me um the first thing i want i want to want to quickly say uh, i don't like the people that say that alec bow moment was the reason why they lost the game the, the ump is the reason why they, I, I hate the ump referee whatever is the reason why they lose the game no this was not the the saints PI call from what like five years ago. We're talking football here. Uh, it's not that tight. Look, the the pitch wasn't. It, it was a bad call. I agree, but it, I've seen way more worse egregious calls. I mean, fans are trying to make it like it's the worst call ever. Yeah, it wasn't a great call. Look, I'm for robo umps, but that's not the reason why they lost the game. Yes, I get it. He walks. It's a one run game. I, I totally understand that. But overall in the day, I'm just saying the overarching, you uh, you know, looking at the box score or just, you know, watching the game, Phils couldn't hit. Pablo Lopez had a great day, or excuse me, Sonny Gray had a great day. Um, and look, it, it wasn't like such an egregious call. Like it, it wasn't great, but it, I've seen way worse. And um, it, 
you know, it's it, I've seen way worse. So I think the the boom call is not the reason why they lost the game. Phils couldn't hit. 0 for 4 in runners in scoring position. They never really had a lot of opportunities with runners in scoring position. Like, I, I think the Phils didn't put themselves in a good position to win. And that's the reason why they lost the game. The reason why they lost the game is they couldn't hit. Okay? So that's number one. And I already mentioned RoboUmps. Like, look, I'm I'm all for the RoboUmps. I'm, I'm for it. So, um, like, I wasn't before. I wanted the, I love the human element, and I love the, you know, umps, players, managers all arguing uh, makes for good moments. Um, that I totally, you know, I, I I love that. But look, I, I mean, if for the betterment of the game, uh, I just want more consistent strike zones from from umps. And if robo umps are going to help with that, then I'm cool with that. I think we'll all, you know, forget about it. And th- third thing, I, I kind of mentioned this already. I alluded to this, but, you know, bats being quiet today. Like, you know, give some credit to Minnesota. Sonny Gray's had a really good year. Really good year. Um, uh, you know, he won six, two hits, three walks, seven strikeouts. Um, they pulled him on 80 pitches. And if you're a Phillies fan, you were, you were thanking Rocco Baldelli for doing that, whatever analytics, whatever you want to say. But Gray was good, uh, but he came out of the game. And, um, you know, the Minnesota bullpen got it done. So uh, bats were quiet, but Minnesota's pitching. Sonny Gray was good. Their bullpen was good. And it was good, uh, you know, for the last two games. So series takeaways. First one kind of ties in together uh, with, you know, the six-man rotation uh, for the Phils. Tywin Walker's velocity, not a great sign. Um, and it's been like this last couple of starts, right? I mean, this, is, this isn't this is just uh, yesterday afternoon. I mean, splitter was down uh, two miles per hour. Sinker, two miles per hour uh, overall. Cutter, almost two miles per hour. 14 fastball. I mean, everything was almost down two miles per hour. Only through the curveball nine times, I was down almost, you know, uh, one mile per hour. But I, I don't I don't love to see this. Um, I don't understand it. I don't understand why Walker is having issues. Uh, it's not like he's 50 years old. And it, I mean, is, condition, is conditioning not good? Like, I don't I don't really understand uh, how Walker is being burnt out. Uh, I, I, it doesn't really make any sense. Like, this wouldn't this doesn't fly 30 years ago. I'll tell you that. I know it's 2023, but this doesn't fly 30 years ago. Um, but on the bright side, right? Six-man rotation is just—it's just great. It's just great, especially after obviously you know Lorenzen his debut with the Phils goes goes eight innings, and then there's a no hitter in his second one. But it's obviously it's this six-man rotation is helpful for a lot of things. It's helpful for Nola, for Wheeler to get their rest. Um, it helps with the depth of the rotation and possibly the bullpen, you know, not possibly, it will help with the depth of the rotate, uh, the, the bullpen, uh, for the postseason. So the six man rotation is proving to be more crucial than we thought. And Dombrowski is looking like a genius, even though I'm still upset that he didn't get a corner outfielder, but it's okay. I'm, I'll be maintaining and Johan Rojas has looked good. And, you know, you got Pache and Marsh coming back and, you know, things like that. Wes Wilson, Weston Wilson. Uh, you know, hits hits his uh, first career home run and his first career at bat, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, the the six man rotation that's one of my you know takeaways from the the, the weekend is like just remember that the six man rotation is crucial for the stretch run and Dombrowski is really looking like a genius for it. And then like the third thing, I've already mentioned this, but like I just want to mention it again from the series overall. Like it doesn't seem like a lot of fans are worried about it because that the. the the Phils are hot right now, and that they, they they're looking 
um, you know, to they're the they look good for a stretch run, you know, heading into the postseason. So, um, but sometimes you just run into good pitching. Like if there's anyone who's worried about the offense, like yeah, it was again, it was a series lost. Yeah, but like you know, sometimes as Phillies fans or you're a fan, when you're a fan of a team, you're only looking at it through. You know, you're looking through at the Phillies through the Phillies color glasses. Like, give credit to Minnesota. Like, Pablo Lopez, yes, he was traded for Luis Arias, but Pablo Lopez is a good pitcher. He was good good in, in Miami, and he's good in Minnesota this year. He's a good pitcher. Um, you know, he almost has 200 strikeouts already this year. So he's, he's a good pitcher, okay? So, you know, Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray has had a great year. Like, sometimes you really just got to give credit where credit's due. Sometimes, look, just because the Phil's offense has been hot, uh, you know, up until, what, almost Saturday, um, doesn't mean you can't give credit to Minnesota. Like, Minnesota, they're, you know, they're a solid team over there, okay? They're solid. They're not great, but they're solid in a bad division, okay? So, sometimes you just got to run, run into good pitching. It happens to every team. So, we're, any Phillies fans that are worried out there, like, Sometimes you just run into good pitching. Um, so, and that's what you got with Pablo Lopez and uh, Sonny Gray. So, yeah, those are my series takeaways uh, from the series against Minnesota. You do lose two of three, but it's okay. You got Minnesota and then you got Washington. Uh, I believe it's Washington uh, later this week. I'm just going to double check there just, just for my own piece and for, for you guys too. It's at, at Washington for a three-game set before uh, we play San Fran. Um, so around the league, uh, national, let's, let's update you on the national league East first, uh, just talked about the Nats, Washington beat Oakland, um, at home, Washington won at home eight to seven. Um, the Marlins beat the Yanks on a walk-off, um, down there in Miami. So the Marlins maintaining there in the wild card race, um, and then uh, the Mets beat the Braves 7-6 to six after the Braves, I think, scored like 21 runs on Saturday. So there you go. The Mets won 7-6 to six against Atlanta. Um, so looking at some of the, uh, the NL East standings right now. So the Braves 75-42, and 42, uh, of course, first place. Phils at 65-54, and 54, 11 games back right now. Uh, the Marlins, 62 and 57, 14 games back. Those Mets, uh, after a win, 53 and 65, 22 and a half back of Atlanta. And then Washington, 53 and 66 at uh, 23 games back. And uh, so those were your uh, National League East standings and scores. Um, and then let me just update you on the, uh, the wild card standings. Um, so. In the National League, Phil's 65 and 54, maintaining that first wild card spot. Uh, they're a game and a half in front of San Fran. Um, San Fran 63 and 55. The Marlins have the third spot, 62 and 57. The Cubs, 61 and 57 and a half game back. Same with Cincinnati, but they're 62 and 58. Uh, Arizona at 500. Man, it's crazy to think Arizona's at 500 now. They were, they've been so great this year. Uh, they're 59 and 59, two and a half back. Slam Diego, the Padres, five and a half back, 56 and 62. 
Um, and that's really where we'll stop there because the Mets are eight and a half back and it's really no chance for those other teams really um, heading, uh, you know, in the mid-August here. So those are some of your National League East scores and standings and, and as it pertains to the wild card for the Phils as that is how their Phils are going to get in the playoffs unless we've seen epic collapse by the Braves and the Phils just get super, super, super hot over the next couple of months or a month and a half. But, okay, so let us preview the next game and series. Well, I guess it's the next series because there's no game tonight. Uh, next series. So the Phils will play Toronto. Um kind of fitting coming off of alumni weekend here um, as they honor the 93 team. Uh, hopefully it doesn't send out bad vibes there. I'm sorry if it does, but sending all the good vibes as the Phils, uh, you know, head to the Rogers center. Um, so for a two game series. So uh, just a couple of numbers here. Blue Jays are six and four in last 10 games. Uh, they're 15th in run scored major league baseball fifth in era for starting pitchers relief pitchers fourth in era so the pitching has really uh been what it's been uh for toronto um excuse me 14th and run scored for uh toronto's offense it's actually fourth for an era for starting pitchers and relief pitchers um so projected starters for the series uh tuesday it'll be zach wheeler and yusei kikuchi uh kikuchi coming in with a 353 era uh, and 122 and third innings pitched this year. Wheeler, um, 374 ERA and 137 innings pitched um, for the Fightins. Wednesday, it will be Aaron Nola and Kevin Gosman. Gosman having a really stellar year, 304 ERA and 139 innings pitched. And Aaron Nola at 449 ERA and 148 and a third innings pitched. Hopefully, we'll see this six-man rotation hopefully start to help Aaron Nola as he's fifth in the National League in innings this year, um, which is crazy to think um, considering he's had such, such a mediocre year. But he's a horse um, when you need him to be as far as, uh, you know, taking a, taking a bulk um, with uh, over 148 uh, innings thrown this year so far. Um, some injuries for Toronto, some big ones for Toronto, as far as I'm concerned, just looking at names. Jordan Romano. Um, who's been one of the better relievers, um, you know, in baseball the last couple of years. He's hurt. Trevor Richards also on the IL. Um, as far as I know, the bullpen's been good. So, I mean, that's, I guess, good news for the Phils, uh, so to speak. And Bo Bichette, who's really good this year, but has been hurt. Um, and Kevin Kiermaier is also hurt right now. Players to watch for Toronto, if I'm a Phillies fan. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., always a player to watch. Tim Miza uh, over there um, in the bullpen, as I've spoken about, you know, how good uh, Toronto's bullpen's been. He has a 108 ERA uh, this year. And then Matt Chapman, uh, the Toronto third baseman, leads the American League in doubles right now with 35, uh, is a part of, um, you know, the the meat of that lineup over there in um, uh, north of the border uh, for the Blue Jays. So Matt Chapman leads the American League in doubles. So those are three players to watch. If you're a Phillies fan on the Toronto side, and so let, before I get you guys out of here, some news and notes. Taiwan Walker, uh, and I've mentioned this already, Taiwan Walker is to get extra rest, um, as we've seen with the velocity, uh, you know, uh, over the weekend against Minnesota. Um, so Topper said, uh, Rob Thompson said, uh, Walker will get at least one. And by the way, this is all according to phillies.com. It's where I get these news and notes from. Uh, Walker will get at least one extra day of rest, but didn't commit to completely skipping his next turn through the rotation. 
Okay, so um, he's going to get one day of extra rest. And, uh, you know, we might not. But if this is going to help him, this is going to help him. This is what the six-man rotation is for. Um, so, yeah, there you go with Tom Walker. Uh, Junior Marte optioned to AAA and Luis Ortiz recalled. Uh, Marte has not been that good as of late. Um, so they decided to recall Luis Ortiz, who has been solid this year, you know, for the Phils. Um, and if you're looking at his, you know, recent numbers in his last uh, 16 innings, he's given up seven earned runs. Um, he has 394 ERA. Uh, I guess that's his entire numbers this year. 394 ERA on the season. So he's been good um, when he's been called up for the Phils. Christian Pache, who is crucial for the Phils' outfield depth, and for the, uh, the last month and a half here as the Phils, you know, make their run to the postseason, um, he's expected to potentially return this weekend against the Nationals. Um, he made a, uh, a rehab appearance, I, I believe, last night as DH for the Iron Pigs. Went two for five, a couple of runs scored, one walk, two strikeouts. Um, and Topper said Pache will likely get a few more starts to get his legs underneath him before he returns to the Fightins. So, Pache soon. Pache potentially this weekend against the Nats. Jose Alvarado also could potentially return against Washington. Um, he threw the live hitter yesterday. I know the a couple of days ago, I believe, uh, or uh, days prior, um, they said, uh, or according to phillies.com, uh, it said that uh, Alvarado looked incredible uh, against live hitters uh, the timeout before yesterday. So, and it doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with yesterday. So he's expected to begin a rehab assignment uh, with AAA Lehigh Valley uh, tomorrow and will pitch again for the Iron Pigs on Friday. So Phil's are going to need him for the stretch run, um, you know, heading into September as, I mean, we saw how crucial he was last year for the Phillies in the second half and in the postseason. Yes, he gave up the homer to Jordan Alvarez, but they don't get there without him. Um so Jose Alvarado um, expected to potentially be with the Phils this weekend against Washington. And then the last one, Brandon Marsh uh, with the bruised left knee. He's expected to return late this month. That's what it says, late August. Um, he was expected to take batting practice on Saturday before the Phils played the, the Twinkies, uh, but instead took swings in the batting cage after batting practice was called off due to weather. So, um, and he also did some defensive drills that day too. And he ran on the outfield grass before yesterday's game. So Brandon Marsh, um, you know, it's not like he's done for the season. We'll, we'll, we'll hopefully get him back in the next, uh, you know, week and a half, two weeks. And because the Phils need all the depth they can get for, uh, you know, their last, you know, 45 days here before the postseason starts. So there's an update on Brandon Marsh. And those are your news and notes for today. Um, so, yeah, I, I, hopefully we can, um, I mean, take two take two against uh, Toronto. Take two. Um, and then they'll go take two of three against Washington this weekend. And we'll, we'll get to, we'll, we'll, on Thursday uh, when I'm on, Obviously, make sure you tune into Dan Wilson the next couple of days. But when I'm on on Thursday, we'll recap the Toronto series and then we'll talk about, uh, you know, the Washington series. Hopefully we can take two of three and uh, just keep it rolling, man. Keep it rolling. Do not keep the foot off the gas pedal. Hopefully this team continues uh, to do 
uh, great things, even though they're coming off the series loss against Minnesota. So stay tuned for Dan Wilson the next couple of days. That's going to do it for me. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Go Phils. See you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.